It's only a short track, but it's action packed. Here we go. In St. Louis at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Contact at the back already as the leaders try to filter into turn one. Will Power's going to be on the point side by side a few rows back, but a little contact with the wall, I think, from Arena's BK. Teammates running together, McLaughlin and Newgarden, Dixon and Pelot. The bright yellow car is Devlin DeFrancesco. Here's Sato in the purple and white machine on the inside of Pazzo Award. Here's Award in the orange and black machine on the inside of Dixon. Nice move into turn one. You're beyond the brake pedal a little bit there, down from about 190 miles an hour to mid-140s in turn one. Couple of Chevys going at it. Oh, now Award has to chase his race car all the way up the track. Fast and furious with the hands in the cockpit and almost got in the wall for Award as he gives up a spot to Newgarden. Oh, oh trouble. We got a car in the wall. Jack Harvey in the high V Honda. He was arm wrestling his yellow. teammate. It's yellow. And this is the first portion of the race. 144 Sorry, laps to, in. Tried the high line to go around there and just run out of track. Here we go. Can't look as clean as the last one, but Will Power tries to snake his way up the front straight to fight off Pato Award. He's oh going to be more wide. McLaughlin on the inside of Dixon and Kirkwood and Pelot. Great. And look at Pato Award around the outside for the lead. What a move. Here we go. Marcus Erickson defending from Joseph Newgarden. Two of the championship contenders. And Newgarden had just got around McLaughlin as well. Now he's going to try to roll it all the way around Devlin DeFrancesco, who's a lap down, but keep it up with these top guys. That is up. huge for Newgarden to get clear now. So it's just Rosenquist in front of Newgarden. Rosenquist is a lap down. If Newgarden can clear him, he's going to be on fresher tires with the leaders right in his sights. Uh, you're going to be looking at your windscreen pretty soon, saying, uh-oh, because Joseph Newgarden's not hanging around. He is going right by Outside. the number 12 Verizon Chevrolet Will Power. Man, he looks like he's in a different class. That's not even the pass for the lead. Newgarden to the front, and he should disappear here. McLaughlin around the oh. outside of Erickson. The guys who stopped most recently are on rails. And Newgarden is also going to hit the pit lane here. Red and white car is McLaughlin. He goes through turn one. He's going to have it. It's going to be close. He's going to have it. I think he's going to have the momentum down into three. Could this be it between the bus bros? Look at that. It could all come down to Joseph Newgarden getting held up by Christian Lundgaard on the D-cell lane coming into pit lane. Oh, oh, caution is out. Is that for moisture? Conditions. The rain oh. has finally arrived. Boy. This race that has just had two cautions, it now has a red. This could be a critical point of the season for one of the championship seven. Scott McLaughlin brings his field back to green. A nice jump from Scott McLaughlin early in the restart zone. Three wide behind. He's going to easily lead into turn one. Power around the outside. Look at Will Power. Black and red Verizon Chevy. David Malukas and Takuma Sato, the Dale Coin cars on fresh tires with a big move, but it's Newgarden to the front. Look at him, look at him, look at him, get power. Great run off of two. He's got about 20 laps, newer tires. He's going to go to the high side in three and four. Can he make it stick? That's a clean racetrack with max grip. Malukas there, but Will Powers fighting him back. He's not going to give it up to him. This is awesome. Wheel to wheel. A veteran and the rookie, and they got traffic ahead. That's but Lucas hangs tough and executes the power. 
David Malukas is anything but gone. Here he comes. Plus one with a run. Pato Award left him a ton of clean air, and Malukas has taken advantage of that with a great run. Goes off into turn three, and now Malukas can put his head down and go after his first race win. Joseph Newgarden wins back-to-back years at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Make that four for Newgarden here at this track in the PPG Chevy. Awesome performance. And that's his fifth win on the season. Actually make it three in a row here. This man's on a mission, and he's within three of the championship lead. Watch the Grand Prix of Portland Sunday, September 4th at 3 p.m. on NBC. And with that, welcome to the Push to Pass podcast, episode number 40. Myself, Derek Vance, and Josh Roberts is here joining you as always. Uh, what a uh, exciting race. Uh, last year, I remember they had the uh, uh, lane or lane, uh, the uh, rain late, uh, Josh, and uh, what a difference it made to uh, David Malukas, as you can see, coming out with his best finish. Um, of his career in in p2 i know uh he was up there running towards the lead late but uh, uh pinsky again comes through there joseph newgarden uh not going to be surprised uh, when we talk to uh, mike later in the show uh who the uh, favorites are uh this weekend uh, i think uh, joseph's name is going to uh pop up there as well uh but uh, we'll discuss uh, this weekend's race and a lot of other things uh, taking place in the world of IndyCar as we have Josh just three races left, if you can believe that or not, in the 2023 season. Yep, it's crazy. We're coming down to the end. We're in the we've been in the home stretch for a little while now, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of rest of the season goes. Uh, can uh, can Polo uh, lock up the lock up the championship this weekend? Uh, it's uh, it's highly unlikely due to the fact that uh, New Garden finishes so well and does so well on ovals, and uh, New New Garden will ch- be trying to go for his fourth fourth win at Worldwide Technology in a row. Uh, but uh, we all know they're all going to be battling. You know, Scott Dixon is going to be in there. He's uh, he's up there. He doesn't want to give up the points. He doesn't want to give up the points battle just yet. But uh, It'll be a good. It'll be a good weekend. Uh, it's it's going to be a hot weekend. If it's anything like it's been this week, that I, I I pity those drivers having to be in those cars for uh, 250 laps going around. Yeah, temperatures are definitely going to be on the uh, hot side um, uh, this weekend, right there in uh, Madison, uh, Illinois, and and I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, we touched on this uh, last week. I do believe that uh, Alex Pillow is eight points away uh, from uh, clinching his second career uh, Astro Cup here in the uh, NTT IndyCar Series. Uh, so, like I said, he just needs to score at least eight points. And uh, uh, the way he's been finishing, like his, you know, his average finish uh, for the year, I think is is third, and that's a podium finish. Uh, so, if he can uh, continue that. Um, you know, he should have no problem, I believe, uh, wrapping up the uh, the points championship and hoisting that uh, Astro Cup uh, Sunday. Uh, but a, a lot, uh, a lot to talk about, Josh, later in the show uh, when it does have to do with one uh, Alex Pillow. Uh, interesting uh, article came out, uh, I think it was uh, Monday, I believe. Or maybe it was Sunday or Monday by Nathan Brown of the Star 
Um, and I know I sent that to you. Uh, I'm sure you went through that. We'll talk about that. And then, uh, you know, driver changes uh, as well. Uh, we found out today that uh, Lunas Lundquist is going to be driving the number 60 car on the oval uh, this weekend for uh, uh, Meyer Shank Racing. That was uh, something we were waiting to see. Um, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Jack Harvey uh, out of a seat. Uh, we talked about uh, Connor Daly. Uh, taking uh, his place, I, I mean, potentially, I guess, for the remainder of the year, maybe. Uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of movement uh, going on. But I know we want to talk uh, more about this uh, contract, not contract. I, I think uh, when it comes to Alex Pillow and and Arrow McLaren and and everything uh, tied into that. Uh, but before we do that, uh, let's obviously take care of the uh, business at hand we do have a race this weekend at the worldwide technology raceway and yes it is the bomberito automotive group 500 uh, from the worldwide technology raceway uh, that is uh, specifically in madison illinois uh, but basically it shadows uh, the arches there in um, in st louis missouri just a stone's throw uh, away from uh, from St. Louis. The uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway is an intriguing 1.25 mile oval. Now, like I said, this is the last uh, oval uh, of the year. We have the uh, Grand Prix of Portland uh, next weekend and then uh, uh, Laguna Seca to uh, finish the year. So this is the last oval uh, for the 2023 season. Uh, this is This oval is favored by many of the drivers. Uh, who race there due to the unique shape and uh, varying degrees of banking in which in each corner, as you see up on the screen there. Uh, turns one and two have characteristics similar uh, for people that pay attention to NASCAR uh, to the New Hampshire Motor Speedway, uh, while turns three and four are similar to the Phoenix Raceway, and the track's egg-shaped is reminiscent of the oval at Twin Rig Magodo, Magado, I believe that's how that's pronounced. So, as you see the uh, the, the the track map there up on your screen, uh, just taking a look at some of the uh, past winners uh, that have had success here at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Obviously, uh, Joseph Newgarden last year and 2021. Uh, Scott Dixon in 2020, uh, Joseph Newgarden at the second race in 2020, uh, Takuma Sato in 2019. Will Power in 2018, uh, Joseph Newgarden again in 2017, and Elio Castroneves in 2003. So that gives you a little bit of uh, prior driving experience here when it comes to the worldwide technology raceway. Uh, taking a look at the schedule uh, for the weekend. We'll pull that up on screen for you. It should be coming up there momentarily. Everything's going to get uh, kicked off, Josh, on Saturday, uh, August uh, 26th, uh, with that uh, first practice at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then uh, qualifications uh, will be later in the day at uh, 2 p.m. Uh, qualifications, normally what we've seen is we've had uh, two different groups uh, go out, uh, but uh, with an oval, um, it's back to the traditional uh, qualification, one car out at a time. And then uh, for people that are unfamiliar with this, and this is interesting, and I don't, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Josh, from last year, but they'll have a high line practice uh, for about a half an hour at uh, 5 o'clock p.m., basically just to 
uh, spend the, the half hour laying rubber down in that high line because I know a lot of the drivers uh, like to take that high groove up there. So they're going to put down as much rubber as they can uh, in that uh, half an hour period. Uh, of that uh, high line practice just for that. And then uh, final practice uh, will kick off on Saturday again at 5.45 p.m. Uh, no warm, no early morning Sunday warm-up as uh, race time is set for 3.30. So that gives you a little bit of insight uh, as to what uh, what we're looking for, or what we're looking at uh, this weekend, all the uh, festivities uh, taking place there at the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 from the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, Josh, any early favorites uh, that uh, you've been looking at uh, the last couple days uh, doing uh, doing your research here as, as Mike does on the betting side? Anybody you're looking at? Uh, on this uh, this 1.25 mile oval, the last oval, like I said, for the 2023 season. Uh, outside Joseph Newgarden, um, Pato Pato show, has uh, shown shown very good uh, very good acumen at this track. Uh, he was he was up there and in uh, competing for the lead last year. Um, yeah, David Malukas. I mean, well, like we said, it was his uh, best finish best finish of his career last year. I know he's going to be looking to build on top of that. He'll have the data, the data and, uh, and the experience from last year. Um, you, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't, sorry. You cannot um, count out Scott Dixon. Uh, he's like we said at the top of the top of the show, he's still fighting to uh, get that points lead away from Polo, which is, uh, which is going to be a, a mountain of a task. So uh, th- those those three drivers outside of Newgarden are, are ones I'm going to be looking at, uh, checking out the numbers. You know, as Mike says, don't bet the driver, bet the numbers. But uh, he 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 might be different. He might have a different tune this time because uh, because of who it is. He may just come out and say bet every- bet everything on Newgarden. But uh, those are the those are the three dark horses I've got outside of Newgarden. Yeah, I think you're going to hear a, a lot of uh, familiar names, uh, you know, later on in the show uh, when when Mike joins us. Uh, but I think something that we need to keep in mind, and and I want to pull up uh, this uh, this graphic uh, right here. Uh, let me go up on screen for everyone, um, so everyone can uh, can look at this. But I'm wondering how many drivers, and again to keep our eye on this weekend that don't have a ride for next year, Josh. I mean, just look at this right now. The confirmed 2024 uh, drivers uh, looks like, you know, none of them for, uh, for AJ Foyt have been confirmed. You only have two for Andretti Autosport, uh, two for McLaren. Uh, wow. That's interesting. Lunas Lundquist in the eight car next year. Uh, Scott Dixon. We, you know, we don't know about Alex Pillow. Uh, we know uh, Malukas is going to be gone, but yes, just the the rides that are going to be available uh, next year. So I wonder how many of those drivers that are on the fringe of losing their ride next year with whatever auto team that they are with right now. Uh, how many of those drivers, Josh, do we need to keep our eye on that are trying to finish the season strong here with just three races left to go? You know, obviously we talk about we're in the the NFL preseason, and and we know that there are going to be players that are going to be cut. 
but there's going to be plenty of tape that there are plenty of action that they're going to put on tape for other teams to look at. And, and same situation I think uh, applies here. It's where you're going to have drivers that are, you know, that may not have a ride next year. Obviously uh, Jack Harvey uh, comes to mind. Uh, Connor Daly uh, comes to mind. I know he's been flirting with uh, Meyer Shank racing and then uh, Ray Hall, Letterman Lanigan racing. Um, and then drivers that, uh, uh, that do have a ride this year that may not have one next year, Devlin D Francesca, uh, people like that. So how, how important are these last three races, Josh, for drivers that may not have a ride uh, next year to uh, dis- display uh, the skills that they have for those uh, owners that are going to be looking for, uh, for drivers to fill their seats next year? Well, obviously, not knowing what's going on behind the scenes, uh, you you would figure these uh, these last three races would be great auditions for those drivers that don't that aren't locked into a team, locked into a multi-year uh, contract like like uh, like some of them are. Um, but you know, I, I would imagine that there's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, negotiating behind the scenes. Uh, I mean, you're you're, you're always talking. You may not be officially talking, but you know, you can, you can have great talks, you know, in haulers or, you know, going out to drink out to dinner with, uh, with different people from different teams. So, uh, but not knowing, not knowing if those negotiations or those talks are going on, this is a great, this is a great, um, this is a great test and a great audition. You know, everyone wants to win the 500. I'm not saying that, uh, that that this uh, the Indy 500 that is not saying that uh, the Bomberito that the Worldwide Technology Track is anything like Indy, but it is a two and a half mile oval. It's a ra- it's an oval track, so you know anybody that shows that shows some some, uh, some possibility of winning the 500 that could be ne- the Indy 500 next year could be uh, that could go a long way of getting them a, a permanent ride for next year. It, whether it be on their current team that they're on or, or another team that's look that's got a ride open next year. So uh, I think, I think every race is always an on aud- an, audi- an audition for those drivers that are not, uh, not firmly uh, set in, in their contracts, but especially these last three races uh, worldwide technology bring, brings some different, uh, different, uh, hurdles that you have to that you have to get over uh along with uh, laguna seca that's also a fantastic track to show off your show off your driving abilities so uh it's going to be a great race to the finish and we're going to see after all the all the dust settles who's going to be where and who's going to be driving what number and what cars next year yeah i, I think you're absolutely right and and something else uh, that that i was uh thinking about um, as we get down, obviously to the, to the nitty gritty and, uh, three races, uh, left to go, how many of those teams, um, are, are looking to build, you know, that may be out of the points race or out of the points chase, how many of them are looking to build momentum, uh, going into uh, next year as well. That that's something else. Uh, I think these last three races is, is going to be something else we need to watch. Not only obviously, uh, this weekend. Uh, but, uh, but going forward is, you know, how many of those teams are going to be looking to, uh, build momentum, uh, going into the, uh, 2024 season. And then, uh, one more thing that, uh, that, that comes to mind 
you know, obviously we found out that uh, Lunas Lundquist is going to be driving the number 60 car uh, this weekend for Meyer Shank racing. Um, is this the last that we've seen of Simon Pagano? Because, you know, you got to think that mid Ohio where he took his, you know, a uh, horrible uh, six and a half barrel barrel roll accident was, I think what, uh, uh, mid June, I think, uh, maybe before that. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, it had to be mid June, mid June. And we haven't seen him since he hasn't been cleared. And, and I, I would hate for him to end this way, but is this the last we've seen of Simon Pagino? One can never know. Uh, I hope it's not. Um, you never want you never want somebody to lose their position uh, due to uh, due to injury. Uh, you know we've, we've we've seen it before. You know, had it not been for um, who was it? Uh, I can't. There was a there was an NFL NFL quarterback got it. Tyree uh, NFL quarterback got his uh, lung punctured while getting a while getting an injection and his backup came in and took over the job. Um, you, you don't ever, you don't ever want anybody to lose their job due to injury. It's, it's a terrible way to lose. It's a terrible way to lose your, lose your job. It's not, uh, not your fault, you know, but, uh, it, it is, it is the simple fact that the, in, that the, the race series goes on without you. It can go on without you. It's a, no, no driver, no one driver can stop, can stop an entire race racing, uh, league. So, um, We'll have to see. We'll have to see if he's. Uh, we still don't know exactly. It's got to. It's like we keep talking about. It's got to be his head. There's got to be something going on that he just he can't physically or mentally get back in that car. So uh, hope we're still praying. We're still hoping that he can. He can, he'll be able to return next year. I doubt he'll be. He'll be coming back this year with only three races to go and him not even him already being counted out and uh, his car being filled for this weekend. So. Uh, I hope he doesn't lose his ride, but uh, if he does, it's one part of doing business. It's a dirty part, but it's one part of doing business. Yeah, and I know what you're. I can't think of the athlete you're talking about, but the first one that comes to mind is I hope that you know Simon Pagano doesn't get Wally pipped. That's what I, I hope he doesn't get uh, Wally pipped. But uh, but you know what? Like I said, that uh, that is a biz- That's the business. Um, it, it's unfortunate that uh, that had to happen that way. Um, but I, I, I truly hope um, that uh, Simon and, and yeah, it, it, I don't know what it is. It, it's got to be something neurological, uh, as you said, because, um, you know, the, the medical staff, the, the you know, the, the hours of training that they went through, they just don't have the confidence that he would be able to, you know, last at that at those speeds uh, in, in an Indy car. So, you know, you have to trust their judgment and, and hopefully, you know, if Simon does, or Simon does decide that, uh, you know what, I'm going to call it a, a year this year and take the rest of the year off, uh, get healthy and, and come back better and stronger in uh, 2024. Uh, Josh, I don't think anybody could, uh, could blame him at all. Oh, definitely. No. I mean, that I mean that I guess that's one other thing that we we haven't talked about. Maybe he just doesn't feel comfortable getting in the car. Maybe it's not got to do with anything medical. It's just got to do with he does not feel safe after going six and a half uh, rolls in that car. He doesn't feel safe. He doesn't think that him getting behind the wheel uh, is the best idea. So 
he may be taking himself out of the game. So, um, and you know, you, you can't fault him when you, when you, when you barrel roll six times in a car, I've never done it. I don't know too many people that have, but I mean, I know you were in an accident years ago and I mean, it, it had to have affected you and you didn't even barrel roll. I mean, you were, you were ejected from your car. So I can't, I can't imagine the trauma it's taken on him. So, uh, we wish him the best and a speedy recovery. Hopefully, like I said, he can get back into the into a ride next year, whether it be full time or part time. You know, doing races here and there. Yeah, and and that's something else I think uh, you know it, you have to think about as well is you know what is his reaction to to getting behind the wheel. I mean, obviously, you know this is what uh, Simon has uh, has has you know wanted to do his whole life he's done this his whole life his race but when you have an accident uh the caliber that that he did um you know you got to think you got to be a little bit uh, a little bit gun shy as they say uh when you get back uh, back behind the wheel of one of these machines uh, for the first time after going through such a uh, traumatic experience uh, as he did but it, it's going to be interesting to see like i said uh three races left um it wouldn't surprise me with uh, Simon not being in a uh, points championship race that he does decide, you know, and I'm just going to take the the rest of the uh, year off. Um, I, I, I wouldn't imagine uh, M- uh, Mike Shank of uh, Meyer Shank racing uh, would, uh, uh, w- would tell him, no, you got to get behind the wheel. I think he'd be fully 100% uh, behind him because, you know, like we've talked about in the past, uh, you know, Simon's health is first and foremost, uh, and then getting back behind the wheel of an Indy car is secondary uh, when when your health is at the uh, forefront. So, yeah, hopefully, like I said, Simon's able to uh, you know get back behind the wheel. If it's not this year, uh, next year, able to find a ride, and he's able to do what uh, what he loves. Because I know there's a lot of people out in the Indy car nation uh, that absolutely love uh, love the Frenchman. And they can't wait to uh, see him uh, back behind the wheel here uh, sooner uh, rather than later. And, uh, and and I think we're two of them here uh, as well because IndyCar is better uh, with, uh, with Simon Pagano behind the wheel. Most. Most definitely. He, uh, most definitely. All right. Let's uh, let's get to uh, what uh, I know we didn't get to this uh, last week. Uh, so let's take a look what the uh, standings are going to look like uh, as we enter uh, Sunday's uh, race. Like we said, um, uh, what am I looking for? Huh, there it is. Uh, you know, entering the race on Sunday, uh, Alex Pelot just needs eight points. Uh, to lock up his second career uh, Astro Cup, but uh, following him is uh, Alex, or it's Alex Pillow, uh, Scott Dixon, Joseph Newgarden, Scott McLaughlin, Pato Award, Marcus Erickson, Will Power, Christian Lungard, Kyle Kirkwood, and Alexander Rossi round out your top ten. Then it's Colton Herta, Roman Grosjean. Felix Rosenquist, Graham Rahal, Renus VK, Callum Eilat, David Malukas, Marcus Armstrong, Elio Castroneves, and Santino Ferrucci round out your top 20. Then it's Augustine Canapino, Jack Harvey, 
Devlin D. Francesca, Connor Daly, Stingray Rob, Benjamin Peterson, Simon Pagano, Ryan Hunter Ray, Takuma Sato, Ed Carpenter round out your top 30. And then coming in, obviously, 31st is Lunas Lundquist. So that is your look at uh, at the point standings going into uh, Sunday. Uh, before we get into uh, anything else, Josh, uh, let's uh, let, let's pay a couple bills here and uh, give a couple shout outs uh, to uh, to the sponsors here that make it possible for us to bring this fine podcast to you on a weekly basis. Uh, first, I want to give a shout out to Always Ready 1776 for all of your apparel, headwear and more and patriotic needs. It's always ready 1776.com. And if you use their promo code right now, push to pass. If you find something that you do want to purchase, uh, use that promo code and you'll get 10% off of your order. Always ready 1776.com. And then also get them associates for all of your home design, build and remodeling needs. Remember it's getem.com, get them associates. And if you use their promo code push to pass as well, you will receive $250 off any home design service. So get on over to getem.com, get them associates. If you're looking to a new home design build or remodel, remember it's get associates. All right. Uh, we will get to uh, to the news because I know there is a, a lot, Josh, uh, that uh, that we want to cover uh, here before uh, before Mike joins us uh, to uh, to discuss the betting aspect of this weekend. But um, I think first and foremost, uh, the news that uh, uh, I wouldn't say sent shockwaves, but uh, interesting again, Alex Pillow finding his way back into the news towards the end of the year. Uh, article come out again uh credit to uh, nathan brown of the star this actually i stand corrected uh came out last friday uh, so i want to get mm-hmm. the date right uh last friday is when this article uh come out let me put this up on uh, on screen here so everybody knows what uh, what we're referring to and then we can talk about this a little bit uh but um <laughs> alex below again josh uh, in the middle of uh, of contract, uh, I, I don't want to say malarkey, uh, but uh, controversy, where now uh, McLaren Racing, Arrow McLaren, has filed lawsuits uh, against Alex Pillow in a United Kingdom commercial court. Now, I, uh, I tried to reach out to a classmate of mine that is actually uh, practices law. Uh, I didn't get a... Uh, response because i i was curious to see uh send him this article and and what his take is on it josh i know i sent it to you and i know you talked about this being uh, a great talking point so uh until mike joins us at the end of uh, or at the bottom of the hour uh let's get into this uh more drama surrounding mclaren errol mclaren alex polo and all parties involved here this is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Um, in reading this article, and I'm, while we're on the podcast here, I was rereading a little bit of it just to refresh myself. It appeared that it's in one of one of the article in one of the letter. It said in a letter 
first obtained by the Associated Press, pretty much uh, Brown was saying that he, that Polo himself had already signed a it says the uh, Spaniard had signed a separate contract with McLaren outside the deal to serve as the F1 as their as uh, McLaren's F1 team's reserve driver to drive the McLaren to drive with McLaren for the 2024 IndyCar series. So my question to that would be he was so he could sign contracts with McLaren to drive next year already. Is that is that even legal? I didn't think that while well, he was under contract with with Chip Chip Ganassi Racing that he could sign with anyone else. I mean, is that it? Am I am I missing that? Am I missing something in there that he was that I didn't see anywhere where he said that he could actually sign with him yet? Right. As far as I know, and again, um, this is just uh, what I've heard. I don't think they're allowed to sign contracts. Now, the, I think the hangup could be here is if if Alex Pillow signed a contract with McLaren pertaining to F1. Because that's a totally, obviously, separate entity than Aero McLaren IndyCar. You know what I mean? So if he's able to sign a contract during the year with McLaren, the Formula One team, I don't see how that could be a problem if, if, that's, if that's what happened. But if that contract entails anything with Aero McLaren, the IndyCar program, then I could see where, where the, the legal aspect of this could come into play. Yeah, I just, in reading the article, I mean, verbatim, it says, Brown publicly revealed that the 26-year-old Spaniard had signed a separate contract with Aero McLaren Racing outside his deal to serve as the McLaren F1 team's reserve driver to drive for the McLaren for McLaren for the 2024 IndyCar IndyCar campaign. So when I read that, I, I mean, they said it, he signed a contract outside of his contract to be the, the McLaren F1 uh, backup driver. So to me, that says that he signed a contract to be Arrow McLaren's third driver next year. Uh, a long pile award and uh, Alexander Rossi. Am I correct? Is that how, is that how you read? Is that how you would read that? Well, if that's the way uh, Nathan put it in his article. And again, um, you know, he, he does great reporting uh, for the Indy star on the uh, IndyCar circuit. And if that's the way that he, he put it in his article, then, you know, obviously there could be legal action obviously taken as we've seen here by uh, McLaren is, uh, as they call, you know, that the breach of contract. Um, there is a video that uh, Nathan did attach to this. Uh, it's 18 minutes long. Obviously I'm not going to play the whole 18 minutes, uh, but let's, let's, let's get a little bit of, uh, let, let's hear a little bit of this and see what we can, what we can take away from it. Rainy, but sunny, but uh, cloudy, weird, all in all, weird day here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We just finished up with the 85 lap Gallagher Grand Prix. Scott Dixon spins on the first lap, keeps it going, takes an early pit stop. He saves his way to his first win of the 2023 season. 
makes his 19th season. This is now his 15th consecutive finish. Uh, eight or better. Uh, stick them in the back of your head. Keep them in mind. Ask around. Try to get a feel of what the prevailing rumor is out there. But there was never really a. Okay. That uh, that art that uh, video is going to be uh, the sound quality uh, is going to be pretty uh, pretty shoddy, but uh, but yeah, if, if he signed, if he's still under contract with uh, Chip Ganassi, as he has uh, boldly uh, put out there, and, and he signed with uh, with Arrow, then uh, then yeah, there could be an issue there. But then um, the the bigger issue for Polo now is him backing out of the contract that he supposedly signed with McLaren. And I know we've talked about this on here, McLaren from everything that we, we understand, Josh McLaren has upfronted him some money uh, for that. Uh, that's uh, in that contract as well. And that, that could be an issue obviously for, uh, for Polo as well. So a lot of things uh, coming up here uh, for uh, for Alex as he's trying to uh, lock up a second uh, NTT IndyCar Series championship. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, if, if McLaren up front gave him some payment up front, he unless unless Polo has it in writing to where it was a gift or you know. If McLaren has it in writing that they that they gave him this in, uh, with the intent to for him to be uh, for him to be their driver next year, he's gonna have to pay that money back. There's there's no there's no way around that because that would be a breach of a contract. But is the contract legal? Was he able to sign that? <clears throat> Plus, uh, Zach Brown says that they put a lot of DNR into. Um, into their uh, into the getting him set up and ready to go to be the backup driver for um, for their for their F1. So will he end up having to pay that money back also for for all the R and D that they did setting him up? You know the the getting the cars ready, getting him trained, getting simulators and all that. Are, is he gonna have to pay that money back to them also? This could end up being well, a big bill for Polo if he if he didn't if he didn't dot all his I's and cross all his T's. Yeah, just you know, skimming through this here, and I just highlighted uh, something that you ju- you just hit on there that uh, there was a a letter that uh, uh, McLaren Racing Zach Brown uh, sent to uh, to his uh, members of his team when uh, when he found out that uh, Polo was going to back out of this, and, and just skimming through this in this letter. Uh, Brown did state that uh, McLaren already had paid Polo a significant first payment uh, towards the uh, 2024 season, in addition to the millions of dollars uh, toward developing him, as you said, in our F1 testing program and in his reserve driver role with a potential drive in F1 in the future. So uh, I would imagine that that lawsuit that was filed uh, in that uh, United Kingdom court uh, this past week, uh, I, I would imagine a, a significant part of that uh, has to be uh, getting that uh, 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 reparations. I, I think that would be would be the buzz term uh, there that uh, Zach Brown's going to look for not the, not the singer, uh, but the uh, car owner. He's going to look for that money back that uh, he took out of his pocket uh, to uh, to front uh, Pelot. 
uh, not only uh, towards the uh, F1 testing program, uh, but to be potentially a reserve driver uh, in uh, in F1 in the future there. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, if he, the, all that, all that, like I said, all that money he put into getting them, uh, getting him set up, and all the testings and all that, he may end up having to pay that back. Um, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how it goes along along um, along the way. My question is, uh, why did they file this? Why they file this in the in the UK instead of here in the United States? Uh, that's that's weird to me, but. We are dealing with some foreign companies, some foreign, uh, not all the, not, I don't think Arrow McLaren is, uh, is based in the United States. I could be wrong, but their whole operation's probably not completely based here. So that may be why they did it in the UK. Maybe they looked and they saw that UK law was more, uh, was nicer or more friendly to the, uh, to the person suing than it was to the person not being, than the person being sued. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes along the way. All I know is that, uh, Pelot's getting ready to win his second Astro cup. So, uh, I don't think he can care. I think he can care less right now. He'll, uh, he'll win the cup and deal with all that, all that, uh, all this legal mar- mumbo jumbo later on down the road and let all, let his lawyers and Chip Ganassi's lawyers take care of all that. Yeah, that's something else I noticed too that uh, this lawsuit was filed in a United Kingdom court. Uh, it wasn't here. Um, the only thing I can think of, uh, Josh, I know, you know, obviously we've only dealt with contracts here in the United States, but maybe that's where the meeting took place um, originally, and that's where Polo signed or agreed to. Uh, uh, become part of the McLaren F1 program was there that that's potentially why that lawsuit had to be filed there because I, I think we we have a we both have a, a you know vast knowledge of the law to an extent and you know obviously you have to file where uh, something took place so uh, obviously I, maybe that's where that agreement was uh, was agreed upon uh, between both parties there in the United Kingdom that's why that lawsuit had to uh, had to be filed there Uh, but like i said i tried to reach out to a classmate of mine uh that is actually a uh practicing attorney uh back in in northwest ohio i didn't get an answer from him because i was hoping that he'd be able to go through this article and and maybe give us a little bit better insight in the the law portion of of what this uh, what this says uh but unfortunately uh, obviously he didn't uh uh, reach back so uh, we have to uh Go off what we know, and uh, hopefully uh, we were able to uh, do it justice. And uh, going to be interesting to see how this story plays out. Um, obviously, not only with Alex Polo, what he does next year, uh, but what uh, what the next move for Errol McLaren is. And, and obviously, Alex Polo is looking for a payday. And it doesn't sound uh, like uh, you know Chip Canassi is ready to give him that yet. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't. Uh, because as we talked about on last week's show, um, Alex Pelot is going to be, if he signs with Chip Canassi, um, he's going to be the face of that team. You know, Scott Dixon's not getting any younger. Uh, Marcus Erickson's looking for a payday as well, like uh, Alex Pelot is. And then that would just leave uh, Scott Dixon and, and Marcus Armstrong. And obviously you're not going to put a second-year driver uh, as the face of your race team so Alex Pillow with Chip Ganassi Racing depending on how fragile the relationship is as as Josh has, has strongly uh, stood pat on uh, Alex is in a good spot 
there if he decides to stay with uh, with Chip Ganassi because he's got every, you know he's going to be the highest paid driver. It, you know, maybe the you know if not the highest paid, he's going to be damn near close, and he's going to be the face of that uh, racing team uh, as well. Uh, one last piece of news to uh, get to uh, before before we get to the the betting aspect of this weekend's Bomberito Automotive Group uh, 500 from the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, we kind of touched upon this uh, a little bit ago, uh, but uh, it was uh, put out again. Uh, kudos to Nathan Brown of the Indianapolis Star. Uh, but it was reported yesterday that Lunas Lundquist uh, is going to make his IndyCar Oval uh, debut th- uh, this weekend at the Worldwide Technology Raceway uh, in uh, Madison, Illinois, obviously taking over for the still uh, injured or still sidelined uh, Simon Pagano. So, uh, Josh, uh, your your uh, thoughts first on, on Lunas Lundquist. Uh, this will be his... Uh, what uh, third race now? I do believe uh, he debuted at uh, at Nashville, and then uh, or was it Nashville? It may have been the race before that. Uh, but uh, he, he's he's been in that uh, number sixty seat now, and uh, you know if it wasn't for a late accident, uh, had a uh, had a great finish a few weeks ago. But uh, your your impressions, uh, your first time impressions, uh, seeing a uh, Lunas Lundquist behind the wheel. Uh, good driver. He's, uh, he's poised and poised in the, in the cockpit. He's uh, not making any uh, stupid mistakes. Like you said, had it not been for an unfortunate uh, incident towards the end of that race, um, he would have, he would have, uh, he would have had a very, really good, uh, really good finish. Um, for a rookie, he's, um, he, he got, he got, got in late, you know, he took, he took over Pagano's car, um, and uh, he's he's not looked back. He's looking forward, looking forward to building momentum on <clears throat> momentum to the next season. Uh, I know he he's uh, he's an eager he's an eager driver, and uh, I hope nothing but the best for him. Um, it's, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to grow up pretty quickly and learn learn a lot of uh, tricks of the trade. But I think I have confidence in, in him and that he's going to do really well. Uh, look for him to finish somewhere in the top 20 this weekend. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he does really good in his first oval track. Yeah, definitely. I definitely can't wait to see, uh, what, uh, what Lunas has in store, uh, for everyone on an oval, you know, we've seen what he can do on a, uh, street and road course. Uh, now it's time to see what, uh, what he can do, uh, when it comes to, uh, the, uh, the ovals there at uh, worldwide technology raceway and somebody that'll be able to tell us uh, what he thinks Lunas is going to do this weekend. Hell, he may even tell you to bet the bet the farm on on Lunas. Uh, Mike from Burnout Sports and Burnout Bets. He's probably not going to tell you that. But uh, Mike, uh, you know, we, news came out uh, yesterday that uh, Lunas is going to be driving the number sixty entry for Meyer Shank Racing. Uh, any 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 chance uh, you put uh, maybe a, a couple dimes, nickels, pennies uh, on him this weekend? No, no, not not even close. In fact, I will uh, gladly bet against him. How many cars, Josh? We can get a little bet going here. Like, there's how many entries we got? Twenty eight, thirty. How many entries are in this race? Can you, can you can you can you figure that out for me, Derek? I will take the over on on twenty, uh, like all day long. If you wanna if you wanna uh, have a little side bet there, Josh. First oval. I don't think the guy's got any oval history that I'm aware of. 
yeah, he's fine on the road courses and the street courses, but like talk about fish out of water for this. Like I'll be stunned if he doesn't finish, you know, second to last or whatever. Count out the cars that crash out. He'll be the last car driving around slowly. Hey, if uh, 10 cars, if 10 car, if we got 30 entries and 10 cars go out, he gets the, and he stays in there. That's 20. I'll take there you it. Go. That might, that might work. Um, yeah, but if I see, a, I doubt the sports books will give us any matchups with with him. But man, if they do, um, if it's anybody that's got any sort of uh, oval experience in IndyCar, um, you know, shoot, maybe I'd love to see like a Connor Daly versus him. That'd be that could happen. I think maybe. Um, and uh, yeah, so give me the. Uh, I always used to love betting against rookies on oval. So hard pass there, Derek. So are we putting all our money on uh, new on New Garden? Well, you guys weekend? are uh, talking. Mike, are we putting all our money on New Garden this weekend? Well, I was all set to tell you guys, yeah. Um, and then the news came out about these these tires. I don't know if you guys already talked about this earlier. Uh, if not, just the you know the mini car came real quick. The mini car came out with the news that they're gonna start allowing alternate tires or they're going to require drivers to use these alternate uh, reds, so to speak on, on these ovals, which has never happened before. There's always just been one oval tire. Um, and the tires are a big handicap in IndyCar. So I have no freaking clue how this is going to affect setup or if the drivers are going to go early, go late. Like this is like, that's, this is a nightmare for me trying to uh, handicap a race. So, I mean, I, you kind of got to wait to see what the drivers say, to see what happens in practice with the tires. Um, I'm sure some of them are going to play coy. We're not going to get all the information out uh, of everybody. It's interesting that they're making them start on primaries. I don't get that. Like, why wouldn't they just let them choose like always? Um, so I don't know, man. Like, yeah, New Gardens should be the favorite. He's the guy you want to bet on on these ovals. Him and Award, right? They're the top guys. So Pato and Joseph have dominated the ovals. They're the guys I want to target. I, I would love for the sports book to go ahead and post Pelot as the favorite again, not knowing what they're talking about. Like they screwed up last race. Um, so, but the tire thing is a, is a, is a problem. It's a big problem. Um, so I'm going to have to wait and see what happens in practice. So uh, yeah, I mean, New Garden Pato was the handicap, you know, back on the Penske cars. Uh, but I think we're going to have to wait and see what happens with these tires. Ah. That's good information. I didn't know anything now, about that, Mike. You're, Mike, uh, Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you. Lunas nope. Lundquist has two starts in uh, the uh, Indy Indy Lights Indy Next Series, 2021, both ovals, and they came at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Ah, uh, the okay. first race he started. Uh, the first race he started fourth. Ended up ninth. The second race, he started fifth. Ended up fourth. So he does have a little experience at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Okay, so that's interesting. That's great information, Derek. Uh, I was wondering why they would just throw him in the car. Like you never like look at arms. Like you never see rookies get thrown into ovals. So that's interesting. It'll be uh, so we'll have to watch and see what his practice times are and see where he stands. And uh, I still think it's uh, still it's still the big boy car. Uh, versus the versus the NXT or the Indy Lights when he was I'm assuming it was Indy Lights when he did that so um, yeah so it'll be interesting to see maybe he'll do better than I think but uh, 
yeah, I think his, uh, you saw how upset he was when he put it in the wall. Um, that's, that's, uh, and I forget which race it was, but he's just trying to keep it clean, not cost the team any money. And it sounds like he'll get Pagano's seat. So that'll be interesting to watch, but yeah. Um, so I thought you were going to correct me on something with the tires. I think I got everything right on the tires, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to watch and see what, the t- what happens with the tires. I haven't seen any sports book odds just yet. I imagine we won't see anything till Thursday or Friday because NFL preseason's in full tilt. Um, but, uh, yeah, once we get the, once we get the odds, follow, follow on Twitter and, and we'll, uh, follow the guys that follow IndyCar and ask these drivers, these questions and get as much information as possible and try to, uh, try to make some money on Saturday and, Look, if Newgarden comes out at a at a big at a let's see, let me think, like six, seven, eight to one, something five to one or higher, I will put some money on on Joseph like right away. Uh, if he's not the favorite, if it's if it's you know over five, six to one, uh, just to have a little bit in the account. If let's just say the tires mean nothing and it's still about the setup and the guys who know the track, I mean, you know, he's he dominates these ovals, so that's the guy you know I want to see. So that's pretty much all. That's really all I got for the handicap right now. You know, Joseph Pato, but you got to figure out what's going on with these tires. Yeah, here's the Marshall Prude article. It was pretty, as I read earlier. Yeah, Josh, this is what um, uh, Mike is referring to here. Uh, just going through this real quick. Usually you don't see, you see these softer reds on street and road courses or the Yuli tires, the green tire. Well, you're going to see the softer reds at Worldwide Technology Raceway this weekend. Uh, they're they're going to be introduced for the first time uh, at the uh, at the at the uh, oval. And in, okay, there's 28 entries on, uh, on this weekend. By the way, 28. Uh, IndyCar will make a set of alternate tires available to each of the 28 entries for Saturday morning's uh, practice session. So not only are you going to have the hard compound but you're going to see the soft red tires that you normally see on uh, street courses and road courses are going to be at the oval uh, this weekend. So you want to talk about throwing a wild card in uh, Mike. I I think you're absolutely right there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, It's weird. I I have no clue what they're thinking. I mean, I know what they're thinking. It's going to add some competitive balance. Maybe they don't want Joseph just to run away with the race. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I definitely don't think Penske was the one that made that decision. You think Roger would pull the strings, but uh, they seem they seemingly always have the setup on these ovals, these these mid to short ovals. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. I think it's a wait and see approach, and we'll go from there. Good stuff, Mike. Yeah, but good uh, good stuff indeed. Uh, we'll be watching. Uh, hopefully, uh, we, like you said, this weekend uh, wrapping up uh, the the NFL preseason. So obviously, that's going to take uh, precedent. Uh, but can't wait to see what the lines are. Uh, everything's going to kick off uh, Saturday. Um, any uh, any idea yet between you and uh, Tony if you're going to have a uh, space on? Uh, I guess it'd be an X space now, wouldn't it? On uh, Saturday. Saturday night or or Sunday being the race at three thirty. Uh, yeah, we'll figure something out uh, for sure. Probably Sunday morning before the race once we get all the updated lines. Uh, so yeah, look for us to post something out for X spaces, uh, and we'll go through all the odds. We'll go through what we think is going on, and and uh, as always, just like on Twitter, uh, I'll usually every time I make a bet, I'll I'll post it on Twitter, and it's out there for everybody to do what they will or do what they want with it. So. 
Yeah, uh, as uh, as Josh said, Mike, uh, good stuff as always. Uh, hopefully, uh, everybody will pay attention to uh, to your uh, Twitter slash X account uh, this weekend. Uh, make a little bit of money because, uh, like you said, uh, the NFL, uh, college football, we, we can almost taste it. Uh, it's just uh, a few days away, and uh, you know, use IndyCar to build that bankroll uh, so you can uh, put that on on the NFL, college football. And uh, whatever else uh, you may uh, bet on, but Mike, uh, good stuff as always. Uh, we will talk in one week's time. Maybe you'll be coming uh, live from your uh, pool house uh, after uh, hitting hitting it big this weekend at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway. We'll see. Well, we're gonna win some money, and then we're gonna put it all on Florida plus eleven against Utah in that opening game. <laughs> Excuse me, plus seven. Florida plus seven. Put it down. No college football pick for you. All right, boys. Have a good night. Bye. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Good stuff there. What a uh, teaser by uh, by Mike. So hopefully everyone uh, get your uh, pick in for uh, Florida. I'm going to call uh, Arch Schleister, my bookie, and uh, make sure he uh, puts that in for me uh, as well. I'm, I'm glad you got that. Some, uh, Josh, look at, uh, look at that. Look, all right. Put Josh, look at the time. Look, Josh, look at the yeah. time. Look how well we did this week. Look at that. Uh, anything we else? Did. Anything else before we uh, drop the checkered flag here uh, on this show uh, that uh, that we may have missed uh, that we want to uh, mention here before we uh, we get on out of here? Uh, just one thing: um, Polo has to outscore. He has to outpoint both uh, m- both Newgarden and Dixon be able to get the Astro Cup this weekend. That was a courtesy of Trackside this, today I was listening. He has to outpoint them by seven to earn it. So if they, if he doesn't earn more than seven points than the other two do, then he doesn't win it this week. But uh, just wanted to let that know. Yeah, good stuff. That'll be something that, uh, that we'll track uh, this weekend. But I, I think uh, the odds makers, um, it, it would not surprise me to see Polo podium again, uh, like he's had a strong season uh, all year. Uh, wrap it up and then, uh, you know, just uh, just go out and race uh, for the uh, last two races. Uh, but that'll definitely be something to uh, watch as well. Uh, again, pay attention to all of our uh, social medias as uh, we'll be putting out uh, updates uh, for the race this weekend as we can get them. Uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll have it covered uh, front to back, left to right. Uh, when you uh, hear us again uh, one week from now, discussing uh, what took place uh, this past Sunday in uh, Madison, Illinois, for the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. So uh, for that, uh, that does it for this episode of the Push to Pass podcast. A huge thank you to Mike for being able to uh, join us, uh, not only on this show, but all year and all of his uh, betting advice. Hopefully he's made uh, you guys a lot of money. You've you've uh, bankrolled your money. And now with uh, college football, the NFL right around the corner, uh, you'll be able to have a little bit of extra shillings uh, in your pocket there to uh, to bet on also huge thank you to uh, josh as always he's been here all year uh as as this uh show has has grown in leaps and bounds uh can't wait to see what what we have in store for season number three obviously we got to finish this one uh but uh, big things are on the horizon as well so that does it uh we'll be back in one week's time to discuss and recap what took place this past Sunday at the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 
live from the Worldwide Technology Raceway. For myself, Josh, and everyone else that makes up the Push to Pass podcast, we will see you in one week's time. Bye.